everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. We're talking about the second half of Spilt Milk today. We'll just, you know what, it's a second half. If you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the episode before, just just go go back, go back there. I assume you know who we are. Should we just get into it? Yes. We, this bloody face got shot. We were getting, let's just get down to the yeah. get down, yeah? Yeah, yes. we're in the, um what I would consider to be the last one third of the episode, um, mm-hmm. because we yep. covered uh, quite a bit in our last episode. But I guarantee that at, at some point during this episode of our podcast, you're going to be like, are you guys sure this isn't a separate episode? Because it, um, <laughs> it sure does feel like it. Uh, yeah, they they ended or we ended the last one with Lana killing bloody face, which is like <laughs> a reasonable place to end an episode or a season, a season or whatever. Right? Yeah. They decided, yeah, they were like, we're just going to do it in the middle of an episode. Who cares? Let's just windmill <laughs> slam this bad boy. Oh, what should be one of the most important critical scenes of the entire thing? I'll just, I don't know. It'll be of 12 random seconds in the middle of the episode. Whatever. It's fine. Transition. Next thing. We got to talk about these lesbians. Hell <laughs> it's yeah. so weird, right? It's like you wanted me to get rid of uh, all the villains at once, right, Mr. Horror Story? Like, what? Like, wait a minute. You yeah, because... I, I think we talked about, not in our last episode, but when we were talking about the last episode of the show itself, um, mm-hmm. we talked about how, like, they've kind of, like, dumpstered all of their antagonists um, kind of all at once. And then we were like, oh, well, we have Threadson left. Well, no, <laughs> not anymore <laughs> we don't. Um, so now we are down to just the aliens and... Um, Kind of the Monsignor, but we'll get into that when we discuss the second yeah, half of this episode. Like, God, and like calling the Monsignor an antagonist at this point, too, feels really neutered because he just got his ass beat by the <laughs> demon like a hundred percent of the way up. And like the only thing he did was he found a single time to throw her over a banister, and it just like doesn't feel earned. Nah. <laughs> and then he like yeah, like he did it. He overcame like his like for all intents and purposes, he was um a good guy for doing that. Like he was still the good guy. Uh he was tempted to be the bad guy by the devil and said no. Um mm. and then uh, at some point that decision changes, I guess. Anyway, uh, like Beef said, it's lesbians time. So we're going to pick up um, literally the scene after uh, Lana does a full glam look and goes to Threadson's house and shoots him before the police get there. Um, again, going to be real hard to justify self-defense when you break into his house after doing at least a four-hour glam look. Um, that feels premeditated. Uh <laughs> Now we're at um, Wendy's grave, and I'm doing air quotes. Um, it's like you know, like those the where it's a bunch of like Wendy's cremated like a bodies. Deposit box. Yeah, yeah. a PO yeah. box for your Wendy. body. Yeah, <laughs> right. you remember Wendy who um, like sold Lana out and um, had her put in Briarcliff, and that felt like yeah. it was going to be like a big deal and a major plot point, and then it literally was nothing and never had a payoff ever. Literally like nine episodes ago, you know, yeah. like we've not heard from her at all. Like but. That... don't worry, the writers forgot too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like literally, that feels like the kind of detail that goes on like a character sheet for like one of the main characters like yeah was betrayed by their wife like that's kind of a big deal was was betrayed by their wife critical um, marriage failure right yeah but no it uh it doesn't matter actually um it literally never gets brought up again um 
And so there were two, you guys may uh, remember, there was two ladies hanging out with Wendy, um, like an episode after the betrayal, when Wendy was like, boo-hoo, I'm so sad that I betrayed my wife. And they're like, you had to, Wendy. It was that you were going to get outed, even though Lana says everybody already knows you're lesbian. <laughs> Which um, is going to be reinforced an impossible amount this episode, where like, legitimately like as lana is leaving one area people are just screaming they're like so uh how, what about how gay you are <laughs> she's like getting into a car <laughs> what's up what's up with that <laughs> uh, can you give us a, a statement on about how gay you are please ma'am? And also about the serial killer ma'am <laughs> <laughs> like literally they're just like what the serial killer do to you also are you still a homosexual <laughs> it's like that's not come on this is the line of questions <laughs> oh my was god to kill you because of your gayness or you know uh, i would argue yes i think that yeah, I, I think that played to her favor um but yeah uh so the two ladies the two other lesbians that were hanging out with wendy earlier i guess are friends with lana again which by the way this scene um explicitly we've gone back to now that she's out of briarcliff she's lana again um, I am no longer, I feel vindicated that it has, that I was not hallucinating that they have gone back and forth between Lana and Lana because now she was Lana for the name game because otherwise the song wouldn't have worked. Um, yeah, banana. Yeah. Now she's Lana again. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we've returned to banana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> returned to banana. Um, and I feel vindicated because of that. Uh, and she's like visiting Wendy's like not grave because uh, Threadson explained that he like cut Wendy up into a bunch of pieces and like she wouldn't be fo- found or whatever. So she can't be buried. Um, and then one of the two lesbians is like, yeah, Lana, you had to kill that guy in self-defense, which I just think is funny given how Lana ended up killing him um, because it was so far removed from self-defense that it's just wild it was self-offense yeah, yeah it was absolutely <laughs> it was like funsies, I'm, I'm in honestly there. yeah <laughs> she was just doing it to flex at that point because the police were already there the the i cannot overstate that the police were already there when she shot him like the lights the, the, were flashing the in the event, windows <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the thing that the crux moment that makes him go all right it's time is you can see the cherries and berries flashing their high beams through the windows and he goes <laughs> to pour the drink and he's like, oh, hey, you're going to have that kid? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, I'm going to get arrested, and you're not going to have the kid. Gun time. And, yep. like, that's what that's <laughs> what sets it off. So, like, yeah, there's no way you don't get in trouble for this at least a little bit. <laughs> but she doesn't. She's just as fine. Um, also, this is, like, I have Wendy's grave sometime in the future. The next, like, 20 minutes of television, which will be our whole episode, um, takes place over a nondescript amount of time. But it is, like rapid time skips one after another yeah (laughs) there's like there are some random skips here that i'm not sure if they're either out of sequence or just it's really weird amounts of time because it feels like at one point it jumps either somewhere between two weeks and two months and i can't really tell which one it is it does it skips from like weeks uh... to like one that's like hey the baby's out now which would be like nine months um, but there's no like title card, and also Lana looks what the if same. Time is di- what if time works differently here? Oh. What then? Are they still in it the doesn't. asylum? No one, no one interacts oh, with aliens. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that though. So just assume that like 
if you're like, hey, that doesn't sound like that would be happening right now, um, just know that we also don't know when it is because there's no indicators as to what the timeline of the next 20 minutes is. All we know is that some of it's weeks in the future, some of it's months in the future. Which scenes take place when? Who the fuck one knows? Point, one point we'll get to, a character says... Well, if you would have done that two weeks ago. And I'm like, what? Wouldn't that be before? What? But when is that? <laughs> Why didn't you do it two weeks ago? <sighs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, this show does not know how to keep a timeline. And they didn't even try this episode. They were like, we're not even going to try and put a title card up for this. You guys can just figure it out amongst yourselves. Also, we're not going to give any visual indicators of passage of time. No. Um, Lana's was- not going to look like more pregnant or anything. Um, they, they were just doing deal with it. <laughs> They were doing this episode, so when the FX like was like, "Don't worry about it; it's the season finale." Who cares? And they're like, "No, we're contracted for two more episodes after this." Like, <laughs> oh shit! Uh. Anyway, they, they just start sweating and crying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and and then um, I guess like one of them hands her a card for like an abortionist, which. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you I don't know like what the term is supposed to be. Like, I so, I feel like there's definitely a word for that, um, and it's no, not. That ab- is what that is what she is think, credited so, as in the credits in, is the oh, abortionist. So what it's supposed to be, right? Is like this is pre-review wait, I think, right? This is, like this is like a not back alley, but like it's a doctor who's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. like. Yeah. So it's it's like typically like when they did this stuff, and I'm going by like one book I read from Michael Crichton. It's like an Obgen who's like, okay, like we're just gonna do like a DNC or something, you know? And it's like, if that procedure happens to have caused an abortion, hey, I didn't know anything. You know what I mean? Like that kind of was like how yeah. they sort of got around it, but. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is this. We're two for two because this is season two. We're two for two mm. for having like a secret abortion doctor, right? Yeah. Um, in the cast, uh, <laughs> for right. season. Also, oh my god. Oh, you know what? We'll get there. The abortion thing that has the most maddening. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So going back to her getting the card for the abortionist. Um. Yes. First of all, didn't realize that abortionists had cards like that. Seems a little counterproductive if you're trying to do it in secret. Also, mm-hmm. um, both of these characters are uh, identified and clarified to be lesbians in this specific scene. So it seems a bit odd that one of them would have like an on-call abortionist. Um, hmm. Uh, weird, Wait, yeah, weird trait. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's a that's a bizarre thing to have on hand. Like, what do you? Wait, what? That's just like carrying a bonus crime on you for no real discernible benefit. <laughs> yeah, and like there's a like the reason that Lana needs one is because like she was assaulted. Um mm-hmm. the other two shrug, maybe maybe they I don't know, maybe they don't know how it works. Um <laughs> either way, um Lana's like thanks for the card and then goes to leave uh, cuz the par- the paparazzi show up and like start harassing them and this is where we find we like we confirm that the other two are lesbians because she's like Lana is like are you sure you want to be seen with me like they're here to see the, the lesbian reporter is how she refers yeah. to herself which I hard think. as fuck what a har- that sounds like a destiny battle tag like what a hard <laughs> title um <laughs> And then both of the other women are like, yeah, no, I'm not out yet. Like, he, he, which is like a weird flex my, on Lana. My mom would kill me. Yeah. It's like odd. Yeah, considering, yeah, how like, 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, Lana, my life is still fine. Um, <laughs> Unlike you, I'm still Gex 3 uh, Deep Cover Gecko, baby. They'll never know what I'm doing back here. Yeah. You shit, idiot. Fall off your horse. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it's just very bizarre. And then, um, so they leave out the back. Lana leaves out the front. And this is where the paparazzi are just like, so what about how gay you are? Yeah. <laughs> well, the She's fucking Candyman song plays yet again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Helen's theme. <laughs> <laughs> and, for the um, eighth after, or ninth time after getting yelled at while getting in the limo uh her response to all of it is just read my book and they all go book and she drives <laughs> off which is like what do you guys you know what a book is what do you mean book like, how are you confused <laughs> women this? can't write books what are you talking about <laughs> that's you crazy be, you have to be straight to be an author come on yeah straight and a man <laughs> what are you talking about right joe Wharton? Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and that happens at like a nondescript amount of, like the the implication is that it's like at least a few weeks later, at least. Um, but then it cuts back to Jude and Briarcliff, which I can't imagine is in the future from where we left off in the middle of the episode because she's still like scrambled egg brain and mm-hmm. like like freshly so. Like she's not fully adjusted to it. Yeah. So and this she kind of snaps out of it all at once is the yeah. other thing, which would not be like how it would work if this took weeks and weeks, right? If this took weeks, it would be like a slow recovery. Right. This is like in this, literally in the middle of Liz's first note for this scene, Jude just goes from being in total brain zap scrambled mode to just fully lucid Jude for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And she does so by like slapping the pills. They're like distributing the daily pills to the people in Briarcliff in the common room. Um, and she like slaps the tray out of the nun's hand and was like, don't take these. They're horse tranquilizers. And I'm like, ah, this is why we had to brain zap you because you know how all the bad stuff in Briarcliff works and you would just have been doing this the whole time. Um, or is this another <laughs> trademark American horror story? While we're here, mental health services are, don't work. Toughen up, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just horse tranquilizers. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't take your medicine. Anyway. Uh, and, um... So. So again, this this has to be weeks later, but I who knows? Because the Monsignor's reading, um, like the expose that Lana had written about Briar, which would mean there's time for Lana to have written it for it to have gone through an editor, a fact checker, any interviews that needed to be done were done, and it has been published and out. Yeah, um, and then. Someone knocks on his door, <laughs> and instead of saying, I don't know Come how in. to say, I don't know if to say yes or not because with the show, it's so weird. Anyway, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone knocks on the Monsignor's door because he's sitting there like smoking and reading. I guess smoking is how we're supposed to know that he's nasty now. Um, right. And <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because yeah, it doesn't really make sense otherwise. He just kind of has a heel turn out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but he's nasty now, smoking a cigarette in his office and reading the expose about Briarcliff, which, by the way, the Monsignor did not live on premises prior to like all this happening and now he seems to I don't know why um and then someone knocks on the door and instead of saying come in he just says come come fuck up 
I was thinking about posting the opening of this scene with just when you're a monsignor with a door knocking fetish. <laughs> just <'cause laughs> knock, 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 come. <laughs> yeah, like if I knocked on a door and someone just said, come, I'd be like, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Sorry, I'm sorry. Your DoorDash order does not show up today. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Bye. I'm not, I'm not touching that door. See you later. Um, so here's, uh, we didn't have enough apples situations um, this season, uh, which is a reference to season one of our podcast. Um, mm. We need another one. This is a very minor one, but it still gave me a small aneurysm nonetheless. So a guy named Brother James, and I know this because the Monsignor says his name, um, shows up. It's a man we've never seen before. Literally, we've never seen this man before. Mm. Um, shows up and is like, oh, man. There's so many reporters outside. And Brother James is like, also, Jude causing a fucking ruckus downstairs. She's slapping pills out of people's hands. It's it's a nightmare. And then the, uh, the scene cuts immediately. It is a jump cut. There is no more conversation. To the Monsignor being downstairs now and going to Jude and being like, Jude, Carl just told me you're causing a ruckus. And I'm like... No, Carl <laughs> didn't. That's a different man. That's a different character. I looked it up. They're two different actors. The Brother James and Carl, two different yeah, people. Carl's Carl's one of the guards, right? Yeah, yeah he's the blowjob guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to oh, say, yeah, yeah guy getting head. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's like one of the few established <laughs> characters that's had like an interaction <laughs> outside the cast is the blowjob brother. I have a character. Carl, have a that's character the one guy for I know. him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Things you'd write down on character sheet. Got head and then <laughs> broke his it. neck. That's his whole character. Got head, <laughs> got edged, broke his neck, and then disappeared for four yeah, episodes. Yeah, you, I would trade a skill point for got head. Right? It's fair. At least you know. <laughs> I mean, only if it got to completion. He got oh, his neck yeah. broken. I'm, before, <laughs> yeah, well, not, I'm not a total noob to pen well, and paper RPGs. Yeah. He got better. He had to tell Monsignor <laughs> that Jude caused a ruckus, or else who would have told? <laughs> brother James, we've been over this. Who's just... Brother James? <laughs> a different guy. <laughs> Oh my god, it is a different Brother James is a character who yeah. was only introduced yeah, to deliver this info yeah. and then immediately that's, is discredited. That's so wild. Yeah, why did they feel the need to did like did Carl's actor just not show up? Did they forget <laughs> that would, they, yeah. they forget they were gonna kill him? That's, and they were like, Oh shit, is, we wrote a dead guy. I honestly <laughs> thought for a second when when he, right as you were about to say that, I'm like, maybe Carl's actor didn't show up that day. So they're like, yeah. uh, make up a guy who looks kind of like Carl, but make him like a priest who we've never seen before. Because we've never had more than one priest here at a time. Um just does make really him a different guy. To, does it really need to be that character? Yes, just do it. Yeah, it could literally be anybody delivering this news to the Monsignor. It could just be a nun. Like, it could just have been a different it character. It could have just been in, like, the newspaper or something. Or he could have just picked up a phone and gone, uh-huh. And then put the phone down. Like, that also would have worked. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then... Uh, yeah, I, I see. And then he pangs up the phone and goes downstairs. That was Carl. Cut, cut. No, no. Like, no. that's the thing, right, is you don't need to show the Monsignor being told that Jude was causing a ruckus because we, the viewers, saw Jude causing a ruckus. <laughs> so you can just have the Monsignor go, uh-huh, and hang up a phone and... We can 
imply that he has learned what we have learned. <laughs> you don't have to cover it a second Are time. Are you a scriptwriter, um, Ty? <laughs> what I'm saying is we could have saved budget by never having Brother James. <laughs> I am all about paying your workers, but Brother James didn't need to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Effects so, Brother James slash Carl... <laughs> Um, who may or may not be separate or different characters and people and <laughs> actors, um, has told the Monsignor about Jude. He goes downstairs to talk to Jude. He's like, Jude, someone nondescript told me that you were causing a ruckus. And Jude's like, you know what? It's a good thing the devil gave me this jukebox. Not the devil, I mean Mary Eunice. And right. she's like, I like this jukebox. And then I guess as a fucking own, the Monsignor unplugs it. And it's like, it has no. a healing effect, she says, which I guess means we're supposed to imply like listening to the blues is what made her stop having brain zappitis. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we clearly saw that she had a whole fucking musical number and that did not fix anything. Um, and then like, like he's this is the thing. Literally, when we say that like the Monsignor is smoking and that's how we know he's nasty now. Mm -hmm. Um. That's literal. Like, he's nasty now, and there's no indicator as to why. Like, there's not, like, an incentive. There's not, like, a turning yeah. point. He's no just nasty yeah. now. The last, the last major interaction he had was killing the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he's nasty. Now he's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they needed a villain. They realized, well, oh, when, when we can't have the aliens involved because we accidentally made the aliens fucking terrible gotta, by having them be annoying through Pepper. What did, what did Vonnegut <laughs> say? It's like, if you're battle with monsters, don't become a dickhead yourself. Something like that, right? You know, for no reason. <laughs> I forget how it goes, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yada, yada, something like that. Yeah. Um. Don't be an asshole. Get out of here, kid. Anyway. So, yeah, <sighs> she's like... This this jukebox has helped me and healed me and helped me feel better and stop yeah. having brain zapitis. And he like That's stupid, leans idiot. over and uh, <laughs> yeah he he leans over and unplugs it really hard and is like fuck you fuck you fuck you. <laughs> Which like he Jude didn't do anything to him. Jude was like oh sorry you got fucked by the devil I guess you should kill her and then he's like good idea and he did and yeah. that was the last interaction he had with Jude. So I don't know if he's like tilted that she's like being like like rowdy or what's going on stop being crazy dude jeez yeah but yeah it's it's unclear why he is now like anti-jude because he is like he's yeah. <laughs> believe me by the end of this episode he's very anti-jude for some reason mm -hmm. um and then so she gets obviously upset because he un he was a dick and undid the jukebox and she's like you could have had sex with me but instead you had sex with the devil Lamau. um and he gets mad about that he's like how dare you remind me that i got fucked by the devil um and he's sitting at a table with a girl who is playing checkers with herself um not like in a yeah. crazy way just like Playing, no. just kind of vibing, just playing just checkers. Just workshopping some moves. Yeah. 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 Just just figuring out how, you know, checking some interactions. Yeah, exactly. Understandable. Lab, labbing for the 60s, yeah. exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and They he, didn't have cool <laughs> games yet, so they had to lab checkers and shit. Well, you know, hey, listen, I'm, you don't need no rollback or with checkers, just, uh, you know. <laughs> That's right. You only need to hop over. Am I right, my brother? <laughs> You're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. That was the rollback back then. You know, like, my bad guy just, oh, yeah, sure. And, 
like he's sitting at the table with her and like not looking at the girl who's playing checkers. And as he's like having the conversation with Jude, when he starts to get a, like a little mad about her bringing up having sex with Mary Eunice, he stop like, laughing, checkers. <laughs> yeah, he like doesn't even look at the girl, just reaches over and like fucks up her game. And I'm like. She, she wasn't even like doing it in a crazy or annoying way. She was literally just scene, doing nothing. The Monsignor is just one of those insufferable people who gets really mad and calls people sweaty for like ever trying at anything. <laughs> so he just gets really mad. He's like, how dare you try to improve a checkers? Ah. It had big. First, Jude's improving. She's feeling better. Now you're improving a checkers. Everyone's getting better but me. Fuck this. <laughs> God, everyone's so sweaty but me. I'm uh, not going to be, I'm not, uh, I'm not sweaty I, enough to be the Pope. I have a job. I can't be playing checkers 20 hours a day like some kids. Imagine scrub quoting checkers, like truly. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I've seen oh. chess, so it's not too out of the question. Oh, I guess we're playing King's version of checkers now? <laughs> what? Yeah, I guess you just jump on the board and you're more powerful. Whatever. Ope to OP. yeah it had big this is very specific energy but it had very big like i don't know if you guys have ever seen like when someone like you know is just innocently trying to take like a photo of their food at a restaurant or whatever you know like post on instagram like those people who feel the need to like put their hand in the shot or like mess up the food before someone takes the photo right like when the other person's like not bothering anybody and like minding their own business it was that kind of vibes like from the monsignor of like just very I have rude. never witnessed a real human being do that in person, but I, I I assume that was just like an SNL bit. People actually do that. Oh That's yeah, crazy. yeah, no, people actually do that. <laughs> I have seen it happen in person. Um, like I photobombed, but usually it's like kind of like a, a you know you jump in the way bomb. with your face and you're having like a fun time. It's not just like a hey, oh fuck your picture. I'm not like a cat like, like knocking someone's lunch <laughs> off the like desk. A social luddite. Like, yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, it's the fucking. It's that. It's like the kind of person who's like, oh, social media. Like, oh, yeah. you need to take a picture of your food. You need- like, shut the fuck up. Why do you need Wi-Fi? Just talk to each other. Oh, my God. I hate you all. Yeah. like Yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of vibe. But right. in the 1960s. But and you're a priest. Um, so, yeah. Checkers girl <laughs> catches a stray L for literally no reason. Um, and then Jude's, like, yelling at him. And the Monsignor's fully nasty mode now. And he doesn't like that she's yelling at him. Um. I guess he got, I have that he got demon coochie poisoning because yeah. I have no other reason for him to be so nasty. It it followed his dick into <laughs> him being a butthole is what I think it was. That's yeah. the sequel that it follows. It follows his dick. Yeah, you know the, the expression like what crawled up your ass? Like for him, it was the demon coochie. What um, follows your what? dick? <laughs> what, what sounded you with the unholy feelings? <laughs> Oh, and he's like super tilted because he's got demon coochie poisoning and he sends Jude to solitary confinement. Also, Jude's fully lucid now, but she's like also like a little rude, which is fun. Like she's rude, yeah. but like in a way we can root for. Like kind of yeah. like how Mary Eunice was. As she's getting dragged off, she's just like makes some inference of like, you can't win. My God wouldn't allow it, which like implies he is not of god and the same god at least it's yeah it's kind of good but yeah jude's just like weirdly all here yeah Yeah. all of a sudden she just like decided like i said it literally was like she slapped the horse pills out of their hand and was like all right 
I'm I'm ready to game. I'm here. I'm in it. Come on, yeah, brain. Feel better. Your time to shine. That's enough of this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, now that I can't really like affect the plot in any way, I'm gonna be rude now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be lucid and rude also, but rude parentheses positive, I guess, because I'm not sure who the fuck they want us to root for at this point. Um. Kit's on the floor now in a different scene. It's time for the strangest paperwork that's ever been <laughs> theoried, crafted in any form of media. What? Why is that? Okay. You know what? Go for it. Your notes have a pretty good summary of how I feel about a lot of this. This is maybe paperwork. the longest note I've ever written for this podcast. Yeah. Um and yeah. some of you Makes will note, sense. like, um, because I post our notes to the pa- the Patreon, um, and when this gets posted, a lot of you are going to be like, holy shit, Liz. Like, yeah, I wrote a dissertation paper about this one scene, which, what happens in this one scene? Uh, Kate gets hands- handed some papers. Um, that's it. Uh, <laughs> so, Kate's on the floor of a cell that I don't know why he's in, um, and is just kind of laying there, and then... A, gu- a guy, I, maybe it was Carl. I think it was Carl. Comes sure. in and is like, <laughs> "Yeah, hey, hey, Kit, uh, you sleeping on the floor? I got something for you." And he's like, "What's up?" Um, and it's papers. Your release papers. It's your release papers. Um, here's where the notes start. So I have so many questions. Gonna, I guess we can address them one at a time. One, yeah. Why is he in a cell? Because he's not even technically supposed to be at the asylum. Um, Mary Eunice, aka yeah. the devil, was literally hiding him there, like harboring a fugitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still bloody face, according to the media. Uh huh. And um, it is literally all over the papers that he's on the run from the police because um, even though he was maybe cleared of being bloody face at this point who knows because we're not sure what time this is um he did try to murder that lawyer guy uh he clocked that guy with a stapler um and maybe killed him we're not sure um and then escaped police custody which i think even if you're i i I could be wrong take this with a grain of salt i think even if you're not guilty of the crime you were arrested for you do still get in trouble for fleeing from the police not in germany Sorry, I just wanted to flex that one fact I learned like two weeks ago. But anyway, yeah. Sick. Um, yeah, so the thing is, as soon as you're like being illegally held somewhere, paperwork's out the window, right? Like that's one of the upsides of being illegal is you don't have to document things. Yep. <laughs> that's like part of the upside of it. So why does he even have paperwork? He's not on the books. Are they? Mm-hmm. Ha- this would be like being like, yeah, we're going to release the guy we don't have. Mm. What? <laughs> what do you why? Well, make sure uh-huh. you do form so it's nice and legal. Like, no, no, you're missing the point. <laughs> you didn't yep. have an ingest form. Like, he didn't. He's not here. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not here, and also like isn't crazy. So like, it's not even like that. The other employees were like, oh well. He's not supposed to be here, but we all agree that he should be here, right? Like, the the other employees should have no, like, motivation to be like, yeah, 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 let's harbor this fugitive um, I, for I like no to, reason. I like to think it's kind of like, no, he's not illegal. You don't need that form. Oh, I use form B then. Got it. And then he just gets it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's you form didn't. B for belegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then, so that's my first question is, um, why is he in a cell? Like, wh- how, why did the other employees agree to put him in, like, this cell cell? Like, a prison cell and treat him this way? Because he's just, as far as they know, just a guy who isn't supposed to be there. It's literally all over the papers that he's not supposed to be there. It's not like they wouldn't know it. Um, two, my second question is, 
uh, why is he in a cell now? Because, like, he's been in Briarcliff for a while, like, on the like on the run from the police, mm-hmm. and he's just been allowed yeah. to walk around for freezies. Like, nobody's Hang giving out with a the shit. Baby. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. like no handcuffs. He was hanging out in the common room with Lana. Like, he was just allowed to be like for wherever he wanted. Like, what changed, and why is he now in like the deepest, darkest part of Briarcliff? <laughs> like, he didn't like do anything. Um, and Lana didn't get put in there. Who knows? Okay, question three. Um, yeah, why does he have discharge papers? He's not a patient there. Yeah, um, he doesn't have paperwork. <laughs> why Why does he have paperwork? He wouldn't have paperwork, I'm yeah. like, if Briarcliff gave such a shit about, like, doing it by the book or whatever, wouldn't they just, like, call the police to come get him and then, like, they would handle it? Like, they also, clearly... Also wouldn't have the, the Nazi, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, that, there's, that also. There's a lot of problems yeah (laughs) like the order to release kit clearly came from like the state because like the only explanation is that they still think like for whatever reason all of the other employees are fucking morons or or don't read the newspaper and they think that he's still bloody face and they think that the state wants him to be there like he was originally put in there for because they need to find out whether or not he's you know crazy or not um so they would I would assume that the order to release him also came from the same place that told them to put him in there. Um, Otherwise, they would have just been like, get the fuck out of our establishment and stop wasting our money. Or he would just be there forever. There wouldn't be like an order to like release him. Also, that order shouldn't come from that same place because he's a fugitive from the police. Um, Yeah, and the final point is... um, so do they usually just bring you your release papers, um, like, in your cell? They just, like, kind of toss you papers at your face, and they're like, sign this, and then get out of my fucking briar Get out of here, kid. You bother me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they don't, like, take you to the lobby first and then have you sign it there, like, get you changed and cleaned up and then take you to the front and then you sign the paperwork there with, like, perhaps boy. some family to pick you up or something. Nah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Anything? No, they just come to your weird cell and like chuck some papers at you and are like, "Get sign this and get the fuck out of my face." Um, also, like, unless you want to get a blowjob, I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> no, give a blowjob, not get a blowjob. Carl, Carl's a receiver, not a giver. Um, <laughs> we didn't see much of the show, though. I mean, it's you know, anything. Anyway. That's true. Maybe he's just really into it. Maybe he loves giving and getting. Who knows? Carl's a nuanced character with a lot of qualities that we haven't. That's why you know, I felt okay. I felt bad for the lesie. I just yeah. you know I wanted. I, I feel for it. <laughs> <laughs> she well, can't even get a blowjob. If it's the it fucking sucks. Oh my god! The ally for the stupidest reason imaginable. I just feel bad for lesbians because they can't get or receive blowjobs. Like, all right, man, sure, great, cool. Whatever. Oh my god! Carl's now my These favorite character. <laughs> A feminism like, ally because women can't receive beaters in the sixties. God has truly 60s. abandoned you. <laughs> yeah, that like misguided redneck meme, but just uh, uh, but for Carl. Oh yeah. my lord, we'll he's see- a little confused, but he's got the spirit. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure we'll see Carl again in like season twelve, American Horror Story Delicate. 
Am I kidding? Uh, Harry, wait, why no, I'm though? Joking, why I'm would we need to bring Carl? I, because oh, he's you're... good. He's a good boy. The Carl we've come uh, up with is much better than the actual shows, Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he's misguided, but he's trying. He is trying. So that was um five seconds of the show is Kit being handed those papers. Um, I and it tilted me to no end. Um. And then Kit's like, hey, before you leave, can I go see, like, the Monsignor? And the Monsignor. I need to talk to the Monsignor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I guess they agree. Um, I I don't know, like, what. Yeah, Mm -hmm. why they would let him do (laughs) this. Why they would agree to this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no reason. (laughs) Uh, I guess guess, uh, Carl's just like, yeah, I got you. One sec, come with me. And yeah, Monsignor's sitting in in his office and Kit rolls up and goes, uh, uh, I, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now, but I want more. And Monsignor's like, "What do you mean? Justice has been served. You're a free man. Get out of my face!" And he goes, "No, I want my child and also Grace." And the Monsignor's like, "We can't just let an axe murderess out into the community." And gets like, "Fuck you, do it." And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> also, this conversation happens by candlelight for no like discernible reason. I guess to make the Monsignor seem more like menacing it's like fully candlelight like it's like the power went out and he has candles everywhere or he's a vampire i don't know um but it's like weirdly like ominously lit um yeah okay and and so the, the the joker's trick they use to get grace released is that kid is the one person who remembers that grace died and straight up like the monsignor's like we can't release her and he's like well then just release her body to me because she's dead and the monsignor's like no she's very clearly alive we can see that and kid's like no 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 she officially died we have a death certificate made up like she's legally dead to which the monsignor goes what she died does anyone else know about this and kit's like apparently not (laughs) they just let her out (laughs) yeah the monsignor kind of like he doesn't say anything to this effect but he kind of has the same reaction as like all of us of like wait she died and then like came back with a baby and no one followed up on that and kit's like yeah i know crazy right and then the monsignor asks no follow-up questions um and it's just like yeah that's fucking crazy but it's important to note that when kit points this out because i promise it will be relevant by the end of the episode um the monsignor might as well have a cartoon light bulb pop up over his head when kit goes yeah the death certificate the monsignor goes the death certificate and then like literally imagine a cartoon light bulb popping up above his head um because he's fucking stupid and didn't think of what he's going to do at the end of this episode until Kit says this asinine thing that he says. Um, anyway, what Kit asks for works, I guess, because they just release Grace um, and Kit and the baby. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this next scene started with something that I caught on rewatch <laughs> today that I was like no way and had to roll back like four times and nah this motherfucker so they're walking back they're walking up to the house uh-huh. uh back to kit's house kit and grace and um kit for whatever reason um is like 
oh, I'm going to buy you a Hans. I'm going to get you some Hanses. <laughs> and keeps saying, like, very explicitly saying Hans instead of horse. And does this, like, three or four times. Like, they I don't have this little conversation. Like, he's, yeah, he's like, I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy you a Hans. And she goes, why Why would I want a horse? And he goes, well, I'll get you a Hans as long as I don't, you got to take care of it. I don't know jack shit about Hanses. <laughs> God, he does. He he very much so does. Um, and, and that's the end of their haunts conversation. Um, remember, that's a callback because she said she wanted horses like seven oh, episodes right. ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they get inside the house, and it is just it's fucked up. The house is fucked up on the inside, which uh, happened when like the tractor beam tried to pull him through the ceiling or whatever. Um, (laughs) We're we're about to run into what I would like to refer to as the Fallout 3 problem or the Fallout 4 problem, which is, so the whole house is fucked up, right? Because the aliens like tossed everything about when they abducted everybody. Uh Um, So we walk into the next room and um, I guess Kit gets all nervous and gets a bat because he sees somebody and Alma's there with the baby. Um, but like, how long has she just been sitting there in silence? Why didn't she react to Kit or Grace entering the building when there's clearly no other noises happening? Also, like, why hasn't she picked anything up? Like, did she just get dropped off just now? That's a wild kawinky dink. Because otherwise, she's been sitting here in this bedroom holding a baby for like at least 10 months. <laughs> Which is wild that she hasn't even like picked up the stuff in front of the door. <laughs> she wanted to jump out and say boo when they came in the room. And oh she knew God. if she she knew if she cleaned up the living room that it would be obvious that she was in there and she didn't want to ruin the surprise. Like everybody isn't just going to leave a pile of bricks in the middle of their living room, okay? Like maybe one or two people, but everyone's not just going to they'll pick the, up the bricks eventually. <laughs> this know? is the infamous like there's like a, a Friday the 13th. I think it's like 3 or 4. Where the guy like is goes away from Crystal Lake and opens his fridge and there's a human head there and he's like ah and then Jason comes out and it's like so is Jason like hiding for hours with this fridge like ready to prank this guy <laughs> and kill him right it's like that it's, it's like oh it's all set up for him yep here he goes gotta go Jason but <laughs> very patient notoriously yeah. patient character Jason Voorhees exactly. Uh, yeah um so alma's just like in there with the baby also the baby never cried um also when we say the baby we mean um another baby there's two babies there's two wives and two babies now another baby that is the exact same age as grace's baby which is even more confusing because they got the baby's got Look, the buns were delivered to the ovens at different times and also they both had the alien advantage so like (laughs) Why would one of these babies be like nine months younger than the other? Like, why would they? Time they shouldn't be the same, right? Like, Alma should be like a no. year or so out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Slow Beef said what I was going to say, which is that, you know, time yeah. works differently. They didn't, time works differently. They here. didn't yeah. explain how. It's just that it's different. That's the ultimate plot hole, Uno Reversi, you know? Like, time works differently here. Sorry. Game over, man. You know, I guess. Yeah. Um,. But that's that. Unfortunately for us, that's the end of that for this episode. Um, ta-da! 
now it's time for the abortion doctor. Um, that Another we... thing that wasn't the end of the episode, by the way. Yeah. Um, Lana killing Bloody Face, and now the reveal that Alma is still alive and has a child, and now Kit has to deal with the fact that he has two wives and two childs, um, which... Another place that a normal series would end an episode there, but not American Horror Why, Story. Or no, season, that's just you know, leave him guessing. Whatever yeah. you know, like you can't resolve this in any meaningful way, so don't try. But they will. It just kills me when they have these like banger plot points that they just aren't using at all. When there's been so many episodes that have just ended on weird wet farts. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, just <laughs> like write write down like a skeleton of what the major plot beats are going to be for the season, my man. What? Like, do any kind of pre-pro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I nah. shan't, and you can't make me. Uh, so about that abortion <laughs> doctor. Um. Lana's at like a undis- nondescript amount of time in the future. I assume not that far because she doesn't look any more pregnant than right. she did before. Um, she's talking to the doctor in the doctor's bedroom. Question, question mark. We in an apartment. Um, and Lana's like, or the doctor is like, hey, all right, take off all your clothes from the waist down. I'm going to go wash my hands. Um, and then Lana's like looking at like all the implements laid out on a table and she's like, I take it that everything has been sterilized. And she says it like kind of like rudely. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Lana, you put a dirty coat hanger up your coochie for an hour (laughs) and fished around in there. You are not like the moral. Yeah. You are not the moral authority on, um, sterilized tools and instruments for an abortion. Like, good God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i guess this is about this is about i guarantee whatever you think is about to happen if you're not watching along with us whatever you think is about to happen is going to be so much more frustrating than whatever you imagined um <laughs> uh, yeah it's um somebody going through a stimulus and then having the exact uh the one reaction that there's no universes in which any variations of that character should have American Horror Story fucking loves that kind of reaction from a character. Like, <laughs> oh, subverting expectation? Did you mean making a character do something that that character would never do in a million years? You didn't boy, expect howdy. it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. howdy. Uh, so the doctor's like, yeah, it's probably fine. I, like, took these from the hospital or whatever, and I put them in, like, a pressure washer. I don't remember what she says, but they're yeah. sterilized. She's like, I boiled them all. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I can't steal the equipment for full sterilization because, like, they would notice that. But I can boil them. I have all the proper tools and all mm. that. Yeah. Um, and the doctor ca- – okay, so this is, a, this is, like, a throwaway line, but I found it very annoying. They, the doctor calls her Jane, which I assume is, like, maybe her protocol Jane. of, like, like calling Jane, them all Jane, Jane Doe. Jane Doe, right, yeah. Yeah. Um – but if that that's not explained at all, so like the alternative is that the the doctor doesn't know who Lana is and she gave a fake name, mm-hmm. um, which Lana is all over the news, like all over the news, right? And, and like when Lana is explaining why she wants the abortion, which by the way, I feel like if you were a doctor doing like under the table abortions or whatever, you wouldn't ask that. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't yeah, ask that. Would that would be the number one thing you wouldn't ask. You yeah, wouldn't you ask would for like a it. therapy session, like beforehand to like gauge whether or not you agreed with yeah, it you would just not, do it yeah 
Right. It's not um, the time. Right. <laughs> and the doctor seems like really like shocked and like appalled when Lana explains like what happened to her. And I'm like, how do you not know who Lana is? Plus like, like she has paparazzi following her to her like friend's sister's funeral. Like no no reporters are gonna be like, Oh, she's leaving in the middle of the night, you know, like any yeah. I'm I'm off shift, you know, like come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it's very odd. It was just a throwaway line, but I found it very annoying. Yes. Um, world building is nothing in this show. Um, and then Lana has a panic attack as the doctor starts to um, do the abortion mm-hmm. um, and then relives all 200 of the terrible things that happened <sighs> to her. And I do mean 200 because remember, she has the worst luck in the whole entire fucking universe. Yeah. Um, and her reasoning for the uh, thing she's about to say is she goes, no. No more violence. No, no more no more violence. I don't want you to abort this baby anymore. Which is like such a fucked up thing to say in so many yeah. ways. Like, hey American horror story. Eat my ass. That's not an act of first of all, not an act of violence. Second of all, why would you try to equate it to all that other shit? That's so crazy to do. I know it's like the 60s or whatever, and we've got confused Carl in the back, but you can't say that shit. No, that's, you can't yeah. equate yeah. an abortion to like being assaulted by a serial killer. Like, fuck off with that, man. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Absolutely m- fuck off with that. Immense. It has. Because like we've had weird, like kind of pro-lifey things in this show before. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but like this, this specific plot point reeks of like, oh, it was part of God's plan, yeah. which is like one of the most infuriating anti-abortion yes. like plot points that anybody Damn, ever that's makes. Part of God's ever. plan. God's plan sucked. Yeah, <laughs> and especially like, this character, <laughs> this character who very distinctly does not subscribe to religion. Like, it's not like this is the Monsignor or something. Actually, like, this Jesus, is the- I'll, I'll keep the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got this one, homie. You, you have a tendency to veer to the right a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this bad boy. Yeah, it turns out Jesus never went to driving school and never got a license. So I think I'll keep, I'll keep my hands on the wheel for this one. But they no, even have cars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, she's like, yeah, no, no, no more violence. Um, uh, spoiler alert, she, she fucking hates this baby. She wants nothing is, to do yeah, with it. This is yeah. all crap. So, yes. this is what makes me so mad about this, too, is she, on top of everything else, she goes, no more violence. I won't have this abortion. And then goes, I am, however, gonna shit all over this baby so every step of the way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this kid up as much as I can. Like, it's, it goes, Pat, like, yeah. she goes, no more violence, because I need revenge I know. <laughs> like so I, I if this was a different show and if lana was a different character i could maybe see it be like a very i'm not giving american horror story no it's terrible but i no, could see it yeah like i could maybe maybe see it being a plot point of there's, like yeah if you have a baby that was like fathered by someone who assaulted you and you end up resenting it that baby is gonna grow up fucked up if he doesn't get like a loving home there um there but are, no they yeah. They bumble that. There's like bones of a good story in somewhere in the toilet bowl of what this is if you dig around for a while. But and make your also, own story. Yeah. 
hey real shit maybe not the time to introduce this kind of like depth and plot and thought when we have how many episodes of this fucking series left how much like two, two? we got yeah. like two more yeah maybe a little late <laughs> in the ball game to start throwing. like i look i know you're out of antagonists and you're like we need something to look hey, at but like <laughs> now that i burned up this nazi let's talk about abortion right guys fuck out of here. stay in your fucking uh-huh. lane come on <laughs> Uh, like I say it every time, every new season we have, I don't know. Cause okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Slowby, you may know this more like concretely than I do. I think the showrunners are both gay men. Correct. Uh, I, I think, I think at least one is for sure. I know yeah. at least one of them is Yeah. this show as a whole. And even from what I know of the latest season is so weirdly obsessed with pregnancy and babies, yeah. like pregnancy, babies and abortions. It is so weirdly obsessive about oh, that yeah. specific plot yeah. point. Season season 12 is de- that's like the the the, the, sh- the headline ish kind of thing. You know what I mean? Delicate. It's like all yeah. about a woman being pregnant, like and, and weirdly because like. Other ones are like a big cult, uh, you know what I mean? Like a, a freak show. And this one, a woman's pregnant. Like, oh. The scariest things your entire neighborhood being slowly taken over by a nightmarish alt right cult or being pregnant three times. <laughs> oh, those are, those are both pretty bad, let me tell you. Um, yeah, because like I feel like they really do use pregnancy a weirdly large amount because there's like a lot of things that are horrifying in the world, you mm. know? You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> What it is is okay. So like, not to like veer off into like another tangent too much, but like if you if you watch a lot of things about people discussing horror and like the nuances of horror, um, uh, what a lot of people agree on as being a very cheap element of horror is introducing um, children in peril, but then being too much of a coward to do anything to the children, but introducing them <laughs> as a cheap like raising the stakes element of like yeah Yeah. like oh well what if kids were in danger and then there are some show or some movies like a quiet place where like that actually has ramifications yeah um but in most cases it doesn't and the kid is usually fine even in spite of the circumstances like it or Um, skin to marink where it's like part of yeah you know where it's like no the kids are in danger because that's that's the crux of this you know Yes. Or animals. Yeah. Like, I, I've uh, seen that kind of thing done yes. with, like, dogs yeah. a lot, yes. where it's just like, oh, what are, the dog's in trouble. And especially because, right. like, they they love using dogs because dogs you can also remove without affecting the plot very much because, like, dogs don't often have spoken roles. Yeah. That's usually, like, a subgenre of movie on its own if the dog yeah. does have a spoken <laughs> role. <laughs> it's a cooler movie, <laughs> not I would argue. Horror. Rare, rarely does the dog have a spoken <laughs> role in a horror film. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, what about Summer of Sam? Did you, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't, there's a very Aww. infamous um, Son of Sam movie Spike Lee made where this guy, because Son of Sam, you know, thought in real life that his dog was talking to him and he used computer yeah. graphics to make it happen. And it's hilarious if you haven't oh, seen yeah. it because he's just like, <laughs> what do you want from me? And the dog's like, I want you to kill, kill, kill. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, TLDR, like. Ultimately, the thing is with like children and with dogs or just animals in general, like the the unearned um, heightened sense of like danger because those are typically very helpless characters that cannot like protect themselves from the threat, which is why it's a higher stakes. Usually the protagonist has to like protect them or loses them. And that's like 
whatever. A motivating um, factor down yeah. the line, yeah. I feel like they're like, well, what's more helpless than a pregnant lady? And to that I say, you obviously haven't watched A Quiet Place. Um, <laughs> like, mean. they seem to think that, the, like, the writers seem to think, like, if you're a pregnant lady, um, you are uh, in position to be the most helpless person alive. Um, and you are essentially a bag full of eggs, and if any of the eggs break, you die instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, really reducing the woman character to an incubator in, like, the weirdest way possible. Um, yeah. In most of the seasons, almost every pregnant character in all of the seasons of American Horror Story become, like, the object of distress. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not even, like, True. the people around them. Yeah. It's just them. To the point that when we want to have a character that is capable of, like, doing things and having agency, they can only have been pregnant in the past, right? <laughs> like, with Colt, yeah. where it's yeah. like, you were pregnant a while ago, and the pregnancy will come up and be a weird point of contention be- between you and your wife. But, like, it, yeah, like, she could only, she was pregnant a long time ago because she could not possibly have done something now or else she would have, like, seen a hamster explode in the microwave and right. just collapsed and died of the vapors or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it is a major plot point in Cult of, like, oh, you weren't the biological mother. Like, oh. The important one, like, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. not the real mom or whatever. Like, they have such you a weird idea. You get to be the sack idea. of eggs, <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't matter. They have such, like, a weird idea of, like, what, pregnancy like means and like what it is mm. <laughs> i don't know it's it's so fucking weird uh anyway that that's my tangent of like they're weird and i'm sure in future seasons i know for a fact it comes up again in other seasons yeah. but like we'll get there when we get there <laughs> but like it, it never point. yeah <laughs> it never fails to make me go like do you guys have you ever met a pregnant lady like i <laughs> i don't yeah. I don't get it. I like to I do like to think it's just because they rip off of Rosemary's baby, but like honestly, it's so prevalent. It's like, yeah, I don't think that's just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz like aside from Rosemary's baby, most other like horror revolving around a baby, the baby's out already. Yeah. Like the baby's not cooking anymore. Yeah. It's out of out of there. Except for a quiet place. I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, uh, so Lana's like, we're keeping this baby. Not me. Uh, Stay safe, though, but someone will. Um, And then it cuts to another nondescript amount of time later um, where Lana's just fucking pregnant as hell smoking a cigarette. So, like, no violence to the baby, but I am going to smoke this cigarette while pregnant. (laughs) Um, Because fuck this baby. Am I right? Uh, And, like, yeah. I think there might be some folks at home, too, who are kind of like, well, maybe, look, give her something, right? But she, like, we're not making a joke. Like, she, like I said, she hates this fucking baby. Like, this is, like, yeah, kind of, Fuck this baby. Right. It's going to get born despite it. Mm-hmm. But fuck this baby. Right. Um, and then uh, she's talking to the cops, nondescript amount of time later, and she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, this doctor who's now dead um, was disappearing hella people at Briarcliff, um, which... Yeah, like five are gone since I showed up. Like five people were vanished in a span of like two months. Which, again, going back to what we said at the beginning of this ep- of our episode... Um, this is really confusing that she's at the cops telling the cops about this now when about 15 minutes ago, we the saw the Monsignor was, reading, yeah, was the reading about this. So like, is she doing another expose after her book was published? And if so, why? Why didn't she mention Arden and the disappeared people? Um, why is she just first now 
it seems like this is the first time she's talking to the cops about the situation, which is why it's so bizarre because it's already been in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? And um, something that another character will say to her in just a few minutes will make it even more confusing um, <laughs> because she has, she. it seemed like she immediately went to the, well, she did immediately go to the police because she tells Threadson, I've already, I know it's been 20 minutes since I escaped Briarcliff, but I've already been to the police and given them everything. Um, so it seems like the only answer here is that Lana went to the police and like didn't give all the information at multiple different points. Was like, I'm going to give you a little info about this right now. I'm going to let you guys digest that. I'm going to go leave, put on some makeup, shoot bloody face, come back a few days later, tell you about what if, some other stuff, um, what if the- leave again. <laughs> Maybe, and then if, come back at another point. Maybe the cops can't stop asking her about being, like, gay because it's the 60s, you know? So it's just like, <laughs> so how do you have sex? Like, I'll be back when you're ready to talk about this, you know, some more. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which makes sense, uh, I guess. <laughs> One of the cops says the most head-ass shit on the planet, which is, so uh, that's the baby of the guy who uh, sexually assaulted and tried to murder you, yeah? <laughs> like, just straight up, like, that's but- this boy fixes baby, right? And you, isn't that crazy? Why? Why do you want that thing? And she's just like, hey, man. Listen, <laughs> it's, ta- to it's say. time for night nap. You want to borrow a gun and go to the psycho ahead of us? <laughs> you know? Like- yeah, we'll catch up with you later. It's fine. <laughs> Jonesy, um, the narcoleptic then- cop. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Uh- and so then Lana and the cop continue to have this exchange and, um, she says something uh, that is the most Tommy Pickles ass line <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. It really, it's like some real like uh, Chucky's trying to sound well, hard. You have shit. to, you have to lead in with what the cop says because the cop prompt. This is like a comeback. She comes back with it like a comeback, which is supposed to be like this really cool hard comeback, like girl power, mm-hmm. feminism, get his ass. Because he goes, "Oh, you must be one tough cookie." Oof. And then she goes, I'm tough, but I'm no cookie to which like, yeah, they truly like they fade out on that as if it was like something. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, man, that's so weak. I would laugh at my friend if they said like I would assume my friends were doing a bit if they said something that fucking weak. (laughs) You're kidding me, right? Yeah. <laughs> big eight-year-old thinking they owned another eight-year-old energy like i know you are but what am i like oh a bitch is a dog and dogs are beautiful so thanks for calling me beautiful ass reply <laughs> that yeah you got it that's what it is that exact form of logic <laughs> Oh, it it sucks so bad. I physically recoiled when she said that. I was like, God fucking damn it. Um, (laughs) And um, Lana shows up at Briarcliff. Again, it's thrown in for that terrible line, actually. (laughs) They were like, you know what? Fuck it. You're going back to Briarcliff. We've decided. You deserve it. Um, Sorry. So she she like shows up with the cops and a court order, which I don't think they would let her go with them. <laughs> no, they class. wouldn't. They would they would just show up and be like, "We have papers to extract uh, Jude, whatever." So we're going to be taking her now. Um, but no, they have her show up and she uh, knocks on the door and the Monsignor yells, "Come!" And then she runs <laughs> in. No, like for some reason they have. 
they all show up and go like, hey, we're, we're going to come get Jude. Uh, and he just goes, oh, I can't. She died. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what? And he's just like, yeah, she died. She hung herself in her room. She made a rope out of her bed sheets and hung herself. And then Lana reasonably goes, I don't believe you. Uh, and he goes, oh, sorry, I have her death certificate, which this uh, kid just gave me this great idea. <laughs> I, he said death. So he's like, well, if you have a death certificate, then no one can ask about that person ever again, like Grace. So I made one for I'm sorry. Am I saying too much? <laughs> oh, God. Is this out loud? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm so bad at being nasty. Um, but yeah, so like. They show up, and he literally just goes like, no, she's dead. And Lana's like, oh, okay, you're lying. And he goes, oh, no, I wish I was lying. She's definitely super dead. <laughs> and then they just pretending to be asleep. They leave. Yep. One, one, yeah, one eye and open. they just, like, leave. Yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, B- bye, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just don't follow up on that anymore. Like, oh, this is the place where he says the thing that drove me crazy, which is... So after telling Lana that, you know, Jude killed herself, et cetera, et cetera, um, Lana's like, you know, I, I, <laughs> you basically did this. Like, this is your fault because you put her in here, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, to which he tries to, like, snap back with, like, well, maybe if you had come talk to her two weeks ago, then you could have stopped her from doing this. Which is, like, wow. A, <laughs> weirdly nasty b <laughs> you're the one who was keeping her from talking did you like that's the implication is that you were personally roadblocking her talking to jude so like that's also you also why did you have to why would she have delayed like why would lana not have done this as like first thing after talking to cops the first time not the weird fourth time or whatever we're on <laughs> Also, just in general, I mean, we already said it earlier, but, like, why is the Monsignor, like, no, I, I'm going to keep Juden here forever? Like, what does he get out of it? It's not like she's the only one who knows what's going on. Lana's already gone to the fucking police. The police are there. Like, it's not like Jude has new information that could get him in more trouble. Like, <laughs> the information's already out there. Like, I don't, aside from, like, weird petty spite, which I don't know where the weird petty spite is coming from. Yeah, right? He doesn't have a motivation he, to keep her hostage. Remember he even went to her for advice or whatever when he was like, I don't know what the hell to do about Mary Unit. You know what I mean? Like, is this, isn't, this is like a weird heel turn where he's just like, yeah, I went don't like a, her. Went, <laughs> like, had a nice interaction with her, like, literally 24 hours before he decides yeah. to be an asshole. Yeah. And there was nothing in between that that would have made him, like, nasty. Right. It's... It's very odd. Um, and then it cuts away, and surprising no one, Jude's in a chimney somewhere, deep, deep within Briarcliff. And I do mean, like, a chimney. Um, it's not solitary confinement. It's like a a well, maybe. Like a well in the middle of Briarcliff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird little chamber that's only, like, four foot by four foot, maybe. Um, and she's in there hollering, and no one can hear her. Because uh, I guess they just have those in Briarcliff, the prison asylum. Um, Why not? And also, like, are delivering food to it and no one notices or minds. <laughs> yeah. They just think it's cool. They think it's fine. Um, and then it time skips again, I guess, another couple of months. Um, and there's a baby crying. And there's a nurse holding a baby at the foot of a bed, a hospital bed. And Lana wakes up. And the nurse is like, hey. 
can you maybe feed this baby? And Lana's like, what the fuck? I get that shit out of my face. I didn't want to see that fucking ugly ass baby. I told you specifically, throw that Don't baby out the window. Don't bring that cringe ass baby in my house. Do not bring that cringe ass nene baby. I want none of it. Don't let it near me. And then like... The nurse says, it's very strange, he's just like, it was allergic to formula, and it. I thought it might be calmed down if you if you would, like, nurse it a little bit, even though you explicitly gave us one order, which is, do not ask me to nurse this baby. <laughs> yeah, also, like, I know it was the fucking 60s, but, like, surely yeah. you have a backup plan yeah. for if a baby's allergic to, like formula and the mother's not available like surely there's something that's a thing that has been encountered that's not like a modern problem like where yeah because like even if you're like well the mother wouldn't deny like what if the mother just can't can't do the mother mother has pre yeah what if the mother died what if the mother previously had like breast cancer and had a mastectomy or something and like can't do that like there's all sorts of situations that would lead to this surely like lana is also not the only like mother in this situation it's like i don't want anything to do with that fucking baby except that she's in the hospital that's what i was thinking yeah like Like, my thought was like wouldn't they just go to like another mother who just had a baby and was like hey this is really fucked up of us to ask but like we've got a baby that doesn't have a mom and it's allergic to formula can we have some of your breast milk like like (laughs) it seems like that would be more likely than them being like hey lady who said that she um fucking hates this baby and never wants to see it could you maybe breastfeed it would that be we were just banking on like like, it's not like a trauma thing right that you wouldn't want to deal with this baby you're just kind of a jerk right so maybe you know you the viewer at home at this point must be thinking well certainly lana continues to turn them down or else the whole premise of bloody face jr and the whole thing of him being denied the titty uh, it wouldn't stand if he, in fact, what? And then Lana says, "Okay, I'll breastfeed him," and proceeds to breastfeed him, thus nullifying the entire existence of Bloody Face Junior. Meaning we're officially out of antagonists. Yeah, <laughs> which it's like really, it's like extra infuriating because if anything, like you'd think that whatever, whatever his name is, what was it? Was it Jed or Johnny? Johnny, Johnny, yeah, whatever. Johnny. His, um, Donnie, yeah. You'd think that, like, the plot point of, like, she really fucking hated him, but she was still willing to go through with it for his benefit would be, like, a good thing in his eyes. Like, yeah, right. wow, my mom fucking hated me, but she was willing to make sure that I didn't die. Yeah. Like, I, I am grateful to her, but he's like, no, I didn't get to suck on the titty, and now I have mommy issues, and I'm going to beat this prostitute up because she was mean to me about my mommy issues, and I was just wanting to suck her titties. He was actually really um, nice to him, too, impatient, I will say. You know, it was yeah. not Pandora. Yeah. She, they did Pandora dirty, all I'm saying. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, uh, is Lana um, <laughs> breastfeeding the baby that she hates. Ta-da! Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. <laughs> One, you know what we are going to end the episode on? Mm-hmm. Undermining one of the core conceits of our major antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should end on. Killing an antagonist? Nah, 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 nah. Having a reveal that a character that everyone assumed was dead is actually alive? Nah, 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 nah. Titty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got to end milk. on. Oh, God. It, How did we? Baby two, needs colostrum. Two more episodes. How? They needed, they gave us one, they literally gave us, they were like, we have one more mini plot line um, that you maybe give a shit about, and that's that Jude's in a chimney somewhere, I guess. But still. Uh, 
Like, and everything else, ugh. we're just gonna fucking wing it. I, I like, I legitimately forget. Also, so I'm like, how could they even do anything? And I read the name of the title of the next episode, Please. and it is Continuum. And that worries me deeply because that makes me think we're going to be talking like explicitly about running from the Lana timeline to the Johnny timeline. And I got to be real, gang. I don't care for the Johnny timeline. (laughs) I don't think it's very interesting or deep or well written. And I don't really like any of the characters. You know what? Pandora seemed nice. Everyone else can fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Adam Levine and his wife were involved in that. Adam Levine's wife seemed nice. Adam Levine can fuck off. (laughs) She was a little freak, but we love that for her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I guess that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, until next time, everybody, where we talk about episode uh, 12, Continuum. Um, Have a great night. I I look forward to figuring out how we're going to make two episodes out of this. I'm legitimately... (laughs) Yeah, I like what what is there left to cuz like even the Alma Grace thing which is like the one big, you know, major conflict that's currently set up and rolling. Um that just feels like it'd be a series of really awkward fucking conversations, right? right? Like not that like doesn't horror. seem like a big action yeah. thing. Yeah, there's not like it's not like there were some like monsters out back that we could have had people chased by that we decided just to shoot out of nowhere. It's just yeah, like it, it, oh, we have to go to like court. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's like the plot point of like oh, my husband was lost at sea, so I got remarried, and then like five years later he shows back up. Like oh no, now what do we do? Yeah. Like it's that, but like with aliens. Yes, yes. It- it's the end of Castaway, but that wasn't yeah, horror. Yeah, it's the end of Castaway. So, yeah, the end of the Odyssey. <laughs> noted, noted horror novel, <laughs> the Odyssey. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling the Odyssey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna spoil next, Gilgamesh? You asshole! <laughs> I was just on page three hundred. <laughs> I I was right about to finish Gilgamesh. It's only been out for a little bit. Okay. Okay, oldest piece of media. Some of us don't have unlimited free time. (laughs) Uh, Well, till next time, gamers, have a great night. Bye.